I want to talk to you guys about the first time I went out after Francesco passed away. The day started with me going to the beach. I went with Francesco's friends and there's something about being around Francesco's friends that brings me comfort. When they invited me to go, I was like, I am down. The beach was definitely a place that I was scared to go because that was the place that Francesco and I would go. And I was nervous about being there. I knew that when summer came around, I was really going to fear the beach. And I didn't want to fear the beach. And the only way to not fear the beach is to go and face it. So when his boys asked me if I wanted to go with them, I was like, this is a really good opportunity to start facing this. So I get there and we set up the chairs and I'm laying down and kind of just looking around after we set everything up and I'm looking at my surroundings, I'm looking at the sand, I'm looking at the waves, I'm looking at the sun, the birds, the other people around me. And I'm just like, getting flashbacks. I'm getting flashbacks of all the things that Francesco and I love to do on the beach. Just laying down, putting tanning oil on each other, having fun, like throwing around the football. I also went to the beach that him and I would always go to. That's where we went with the boys. So just kind of looking at certain areas of the beach and just remembering a conversation that I had with him in a certain spot. And just feeling empty. But there was something different about me being on the beach this time around. Usually I go to the beach and the objective is to get tan and just put the tanning oil on and lay there and blast the music and have a beer. But this time I was kind of just like, wow. The sun is like so bright and beautiful. Look at the waves. They're just so like calming to look at. And the ocean itself is beautiful. And just kind of putting my hand in the sand and like feeling the sand and kind of picking it up and just like letting it go through my fingers and feeling really happy to be on this beach. And for the first time in my life, I started to realize that grief really changed my perspective. That life isn't just about getting on the beach doing your stereotypical getting a tan, laying down, blasting music, but really like embracing like where you are. Things that like I never really cared to look at before. And I was just like feeling at peace. The one thing that I feared, the beach, I found like true inner peace with. And I had my journal, I had my book, and I was just writing my thoughts out, sitting in nature, I felt such a clear sense of being like I can think clearly and it was really beautiful. As I'm kind of looking around and we're setting up our chairs, I say to his friends, I'm like, you guys want to hop in the water? Because me, me and Francesco, we would always just get to the beach, put our stuff down and run into the water because I hated being hot. And his boys looked at me and they knew that was something that Francesco loved to do. And they're like, Francesco used to always ask if we wanted to go into the water first. And I realized in that moment that when they look at me, there's certain things that I do that kind of brings them that peace to feel like 
when they're with me. Like there's a lot of parts of me that's Francesco. And when I look at them, their energy, like I feel like they're a part of Francesco. And I've realized that the reason we're all on this beach right now, you know, besides the fact that we all went through something very tragic together is that we actually really find comfort in each other. It's not just me that feels safe with his friends. And I thought that that was really crazy. It was then that I realized that these people are my safe place. I feel protected, understood, and loved. I remember we went into the water, and then we came back to the towels, and we were all just hanging out, and I was kind of writing. And his one of his boys looked at me and was like, you guys want to go out tonight? And my first instinct was like, go where? Like, I was really freaked out about that. Because again, like this was two months into Francesco being gone. And the thought of being out in public, the thought of being around people my age just didn't seem right to me. I didn't think that I would be able to fit in with that. It's like I forgot what it's like to be young. Like I just really bugged me out. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to, but, you know, have fun. And he's like, well, why? We should all like have a good night together. And I looked at Mirko and uh, Mirko was on the beach with us. And Mirko was like, you know, I always told Francesco that I would go out with him. But then every time he asked me to go out, I would say no, because I always feared going out. I don't know why. Like, I just was always like antisocial. And maybe this would be a good challenge for me to go out. And I looked at him and I said, you know, well, going out was always something I was really good at. But now I fear it. So maybe we could kind of balance each other out. And he was like, I'm down. Let's let's try. So I, I felt, fuck it. Like, let's try it out. Let's see how it goes. But I have to be honest. Again, this ex- feeling of anxiety, this feeling of I don't deserve to be out. I don't deserve to smile. Like, if I go out and people see me, they're going to judge me and they're going to say, what is this girl doing here? She just lost her boyfriend. And I really feared what people thought of me badly. It really took over my life. And prior to Francesco passing away, this was something that I also struggled with because when he was alive and he was sick, I feared showing happiness or showing a smile on my face, showing being out with a friend because I was like, oh my God, look, he's sick. I shouldn't be out. And now that he's gone, I'm like, he's gone and I shouldn't be out. So for a really long time, I struggled with finding freedom. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I go home. I shower. Just got home from the beach. I'm already a little tired. I'm just a little stressed. I'm a little emotionally drained that I'm about to take this first step. I go downstairs and I'm like, what am I wearing tonight? Go into this bar. So I start looking through my closet and I put on a crop top and I'm like, oh my God, like, is this too exposing? Like, are people going to see me out and they're already going to judge me for being out? But now they're going to think I'm trying to be a whore. Like, my my top, I need to wear something covering. I need to wear, like, maybe, like, a long sleeve. I'm like, but I can't wear a long sleeve. It's hot. And, like, starting to really struggle with now, not only the idea of being out, but even what I'm putting on my body. Like, I'm scared people are going to think that I'm, I'm saying, hey, I'm ready to be single. Like, I, I was like, I need a really not dress like that and it's really a problem in this generation that what we wear on our body is supposedly like a message to the world 
Like, I just love crop tops. I love how I look in them. I think they're cute. Like, it just sucks that we make ourselves as humans, like, fear these things because of, like, stigmas of certain things. And it's just so wrong. Just because somebody wants to wear a crop top out or a skirt that's maybe a little low, like, doesn't mean that they're asking for attention. It's just like they... They love what they're wearing. Maybe they went to the gym and want to show off their body for themselves. Like, I'm proud of my body. I worked hard for my body. I want to wear this. And it's like, we make people fear that. And being somebody that just lost a boyfriend, I really was just suffering with this. I remember I sent my outfit to his friends. I'm like, you guys think this is okay? And they're like, yo, like, where are you want? Like, you're fine. Who cares? And I didn't realize in the moment how bad I was down in this this uh, area of my life where I really feared people, but I just was so stuck in that world. Like I really wasn't conscious of what was going on. So I put on my outfit, I get ready, and I get in the car with his friends. And as I'm on my way to go to this bar in Staten Island, I remember just feeling so scared. Like, already predetermining that this is going to be a disaster of a night. Already predetermining that everybody's going to judge me for being there. I was manifesting my night before it even happened. And guess what happens when you do that? You're creating your life. I was creating my night without even realizing. Matter of fact, when I was in the car driving to the bar... Not only was I manifesting myself a bad night, but I also was living in the past. You know, we often don't realize this, but we live in the past way more than we live in our present. What do I mean by that? In my past, I've spent majority of my life getting judged by people. That's all I know. I go out and I'm just used to people talking shit or hearing that this one said this about me or whatever it is. So as I'm driving in the car going to my night, I'm in the past because I'm like, well, this is what always happens to me. So of course it's going to happen again. And I'm so addicted to suffering. Like that's all we know. A lot of us just sit in this place of, well, this is what always happens to us. So this is what's going to continue to happen to us. But not really if you don't let it. You kind of don't realize, but you really do create your own reality all the time. In that moment, if I knew that if I could change the way I was seeing the night and that would have changed how the night would have went, I probably would have done things a lot differently. So I get there and I walk in and there's just so much energy in this bar, like So many people are just having their hands up in the air, chugging drinks. Like when I walked into this bar, I just see a bunch of like young 20s everywhere. Everybody's laughing, high energy. And I'm just like, oh my God, what am I doing here? I was so taken back. I was like, this energy is too much for me. I felt like when I walked in, everybody just looked at me and automatically was judging me for being there. Like I was bugging out. I was like, I'm antisocial. I don't know if I could talk to anybody here. I'm walking through the crowd now. Just walked in. 
And like, I'm with my friends and I'm with Francesco's friends and, you know, they're saying what's up to people. And I'm, I'm just like, hi, like really just insecure about being in this place. And because of that, because of how I was owning my life in that moment was pretty much what I was getting in return. Like people were kind of treating me weird too, because I was being weird. So I kind of just like, you know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to get my life together because I, I can't be out here. And worst case scenario, I tell his friends that I want to go home. And at the very least, I know that they'll take me home because they want me to feel good. I go into the bathroom. And there's very few people in the bathroom. But what are the odds that one of Francesco's family members, like a cousin of a cousin that I've seen and met a couple times at family functions, was in the bathroom and she said, Caitlin. And I looked at her and I didn't even recognize her. And she's like, do you remember me? I'm so-and-so. You know, we saw each other at the funeral. I don't know if you remember. And I'm just looking at her. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm so out of it. No, I, I don't remember you, but I'm, you know, nice to see you again. And she was like, look, um, I'm really happy that you're here. I just want you to know that, like, you deserve to be here. And you deserve to have a smile on your face. It makes it makes me feel so much better to know that you're out right now. I've been so worried about you. I think about you often. Like, I just hope you have a good night. And he would be so proud of you. And in that moment when she said that to me, it made me feel like it was like a sign from Francesco. Like he sent his family member here. In that moment, a line does. Mind you, there's tons and tons of like kids everywhere at this place like all like everywhere what are the odds that in the bathroom at the very moment that i run in there to kind of just run from life she's there the the family members in there at the same exact time and i just felt when she said that i was just so at peace i was like thank you so much i'm so happy that you're happy that i'm out because i'm feeling a little weird right now she's like don't it's like she knew so I kind of just go into the stall and I shut the door and I'm just like standing there and I'm like, hey, Caitlin, um, you got to you got to just take a second, understand that you're not feeling OK, recenter yourself. And when you walk out of the stall and you walk back into that bar, you're going to walk back in a whole new person, whole new person like the kind of person that deserves to be here. The kind of person that takes ownership of their life. The kind of person that doesn't care what people think because what is judgment? Who's to say that I shouldn't be out right now? What guidebook are we following? You're calling yourself antisocial, Caitlin. What the hell even is antisocial? What does that word even mean? What is life? Like I literally was just like questioning like my whole existence. And in that moment, I realized that I kind of just created this whole scenario in my head that wasn't real. So I just got out of the stall, washed my hands, literally patted my face a little bit, some cold water. I walked back out. And this time when I walked back out, all of a sudden, like, when I felt like in the first time around walking into the bar, everybody was looking at me. This time around, I was like, oh, like, I was just bugging out. Nobody was really, nobody was paying attention to me. That was all in my head. Nobody was looking at me weird. Nobody was treating me weird. It was all me all along. I started to see some people I know. I'm like, hey, what's up? 
And they're like, oh my God, Caitlin, like, I'm so happy to see you out. Like, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. And people really starting to feel the energy that I'm receptive to having people around me. And all of a sudden my night changed. Like I was just so happy to be there. Like I owned being in that bar and I owned understanding that my life is what I make it. So if I want to go into this bar right now and say I'm a weirdo, I'm antisocial, I don't deserve to be there. That's exactly the night I'm going to get. Or I can go into this bar and say, you know what? I've been through a hard fucking year and I deserve to be out right now. So what's up? Like literally, hey, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you? Hey, I haven't seen you. And I'm just talking to everybody and I'm I'm finding myself. I, I like set myself free and I felt it. Even if there was people that were talking about me. I saw a couple girls that I know haven't liked me since I'm younger. And I'm thinking in my head when I was looking at them, like they're probably talking so much shit about me here right now. But then I was like, you know what? Even if I was home crying in my bed, they're still going to talk shit about me. So what do I have to lose? Do I want to really live my life trying to make girls that haven't liked me for 10 years happy? Or do I want to start putting myself first for once? kind of want to take back my life something I haven't done in so long and, and instead of li living in the past like I was doing the whole car ride to this bar I started to be present and just being happy taking a shot I haven't had a drink since Francesco's past and letting loose a little bit and kind of just like feeling like there's hope <sighs> like one day I will be okay again after this night. Like just being able to smile and feeling this sense of happiness and feeling like I blend in with other kids my age. Like I feel good. Just went from being a caretaker for a year. Feeling horrible, horrible. It was a horrible life to live. I loved him to death, but it was so hard to just watch and, and watch someone you love and, and have no help to give and, I just, it felt so good. And I really want to talk about it because it's crazy to see the shift in my night. The second I allowed myself to have a good time. We program ourselves. There's things that we say to ourselves all the time. Like, oh, I'm antisocial. So I'm just going to be antisocial. And like, you guys have to understand that. Your mind, your thoughts is your, it, you create your reality. So if I'm sitting there telling myself, I'm going to be antisocial, I'm going to be antisocial. And we literally program our brain to say, I'm an antisocial person. So that's just who I am, unfortunately. And that's what I'm going to do. But that's not real. There's no such thing as, that's just not how it goes. Like, you can change your life by taking a second to acknowledge the things that you say to yourself which by the way are programmed thoughts that you've been telling yourself for years like I have been telling myself for years that I don't deserve real success for some reason I just always felt like I don't know why I just didn't deserve it right and for so long like I would just always say this to myself and put myself down and I never realized how many times I told myself, you don't deserve success 
until I started to pay attention to my subconscious mind. Once you could take a second to literally just sit down with yourself and say, what do I say to myself on a day-to-day basis? You'd be so surprised to see what's holding you back in life. It's you. You've been getting in your own way the whole damn time. No one else. The way you talk to yourself is, is it. That, that, that's, that's what's destroying you. And it's so hard to change the way we talk to ourselves because that's all we know. That's what we're used to. We're used to like telling ourselves these horrible things. And the second you tell yourself something good, what happens? You feel uncomfortable. You're like, whoa, whoa, why am I telling myself I'm beautiful? This is weird. I'm used to telling myself, look at those those pimples in the mirror. And oh my God, you're such a, you look so horrible right now. Look at your hair. It's so greasy. Instead of looking in the mirror and saying like, hey, you look good. I love you, by the way. Haven't told you that. You, myself, look in the mirror. Haven't told you that I love you in so long. And it's crazy to feel that uncomfort because we're not used to that. And that's a problem. You're going to program yourself. You already did it into telling yourself all these horrible things. But the first step to changing it is acknowledging what you're telling yourself. That is the first step to change you need to sit with yourself in silence and understand who you are and what's going on and pick yourself apart in a way and say you know what goes on in my head from for from day to day what what do i actually tell myself what are my subconscious thoughts and once you start to realize and pick up on the things that you tell yourself all you have to do It's just kind of like say, like, let's just say for me, you're not worth success, Caitlin. The second that my brain goes to tell me that, I stop myself and say, hey, that's fake. That doesn't exist. That's not the truth. I do deserve success. Stop. Every time your brain goes to tell you what you're programmed to tell yourself, you just got to challenge it back and say, hey, no, that's not the truth. Sorry. That's not, that's not what we do anymore, brain. Literally, I swear to you, talking yourself through and saying, hey, all the things that I've been telling myself in the mirror is not true. I'm going to change that. It's going to take some time, but you will get there. You need to get out of your way of success, of happiness, of inner peace. Here's another example when I was out that night. I had my ex come up to me he was just out that night you know and when he first approached me I was having so much anxiety because I'm like oh my god it put me right back into that that state of being that I was in when I first got into the bar I was like oh no what am I doing here I feel so guilty my boyfriend just passed and now I'm talking to my ex how did I get here and I'm looking at this man that's talking to me and he's saying words to me but it's like I can't hear him Because all I can hear is all the the demons in my head telling me all the reasons on why I'm wrong to be here. He's talking to me. I'm lost in my thoughts. Again, physically standing there, but mentally somewhere else. Telling myself I'm a horrible person for being here. Looking at this person and seeing my past and just seeing the relationship I used to have with this person. But I'm like, whoa. Once again, without us realizing... 
we live so much in our past. I literally stopped myself midway as he was talking to me and I said, hey, Caitlin, be present. Be in the moment. Listen to what this person's telling you right now. Stop freaking yourself out. You are where you're supposed to be. Second I did that and I talked myself back to center, I was able to listen to what he had to say. And he said, just want to say, you know, Francesco seemed like an amazing man. You were an amazing girlfriend. Your relationship was beautiful. And I'm so sorry for your loss. Just wanted to tell you that. He just wanted to send his condolences. And he even said, you're such an intelligent, you know, woman. And I'm just so proud of how far you came. And it was a really nice conversation that looking back really brought me inner peace too. Goes back to finding that inner peace with people you kind of had those problems with. And because I was so caught up in my past while he was talking to me, I couldn't take in what he wanted to say until I just let it go. And just said, you know what? I'm going to own this moment. And hearing what he had to say, was it really that bad? No. I, I shouldn't have felt guilty for walking past my ex and, and having that quick conversation and letting him give me his regards for what am I guilty for? What am I guilty for? I'm a human at the same place, at the same time with someone that I used to have a past with. Oh, well, what am I beating myself up for? We beat ourselves up so much. Literally for what? (laughs) We need to start just trusting the process more. I know we hear it so much and it's like, yo, that shit's so corny, but it's like, it's really not. I really came to realize that Everything that happens in our life is so strategically thought out for like the highest version of ourselves. The goal is in this lifetime to get to your highest self. And once you start to just let go of trying to be in control, like, oh, my God, I need to run away from my ex. Like he's trying to talk to me and just say, hey, I surrender. Clearly, the universe wants me to have this conversation. So let's have it. I've spent so much of my life waiting for something from the outside world to bring me that peace inside. Like I wanted the world to like make me feel validated for going out that day. It's like I wanted everybody at that bar to like call me and say, hey, it's okay to come. It's okay to come. I'm never going to get that validation. So I'm waiting for validation to validate myself. Is that really what I'm doing? I'm waiting for the outside world to give me something. Or is myself giving me that validation? Is that enough? Can that just be enough for once? I don't need other people to tell me what's good. I got it. I know what's good. I deserve to be there. That's it. The brain and the mind is so powerful. And once you start to become friends with your mind and familiar with your mind and you're like, hey... You don't control me. I control you, actually. I'm kind of done being your puppet. Life changes. Oh, you want to tell me I'm antisocial? Watch this. <laughs> me and Mirko and my girls and just the boys, we all had a great time. We were, like, thriving. And I even remember Mirko said to me, it was like, I know you were freaking out on the whole car ride here, but you're, like, you're, you're doing your thing. Like, look at you. You got this. And... I said to him, I go, hey, look at you, though. You feared being out, but look at you. You're having a great time. And we both kind of helped each other in that night really, like, get over our fears. And I think that's what really brought Mirko and I so close, too, because we were both kind of struggling with this idea in different ways. And I'm really proud of us just owning that night and uh, 
it, it ended up just being a beautiful night. We had so much fun, took shots, like I said, just laughing and just being in a moment, not caring what other people are thinking, literally just not paying attention to anyone looking at me, like just being in my own circle. And it was just uh, very peaceful. Couldn't have asked for a better night. And we get in the car and we're driving home. It's like 5 a.m. We had ourselves a crazy night. And we're driving on the bridge and no one's on the road. It's just morning, sunrise, right? Oh my God, you guys. I'm literally like just driving on this bridge on the top and I'm just looking out the window and the sunrise was so beautiful. It was like shining at me. I kid you not. And I look at the time of the clock and I think it was like, I forget if it was like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., but it was like 6.18 a.m. or 5.18 a.m., whatever it was, but the number 18 represents Francesco and his birthday. I'm looking at the sunrise. I'm looking at the number 18 and I'm just like, I'm happy to be here. I really am. Like, I did it. I faced my fears. I went home that night. I went to sleep with the biggest smile on my face. I woke up. You guys ever get like hangover anxiety? It's like you just like question your whole existence for like the first hour that you're awake. Like, what did I do last night? Who did I look at? Who did I talk to? I was just like freaking out. And I'm like, oh my God, my whole night. Did I just do embarrassing things? Did I say the wrong things? Were people judging me? And I went back into that place of uh, insecurity. And then I told myself like, hey, uh, all these insecurities... They aren't real. They don't exist. Who cares if someone was looking at you? You had a good fucking night. It's all that matters. And really just talking myself out of that place of insecurity and just shame and putting myself again back to center is power. Because at the end of the day, we can't control how people treat us. We can only control how we handle it. So knowing how to bring yourself that peace and talking yourself back into a better headspace is all you really need in life. Because let me tell you guys something. One of my girlfriends posted a selfie of me out with her that night. And in the morning, she got a DM and it was like, um, oh, look at Caitlin in this picture with you. She's doing like a, a kissy face. Like, what is she doing? Her boyfriend died. This is disgusting. She's already asking for guys to like look at her. That's why she's doing the kissy face. So my friend sends me this screenshot and she's like, people are ridiculous. And when I saw that screenshot, I literally, again, freaked out. And I was like, oh my God, why did I get in that selfie? I shouldn't have been doing a kissy face and I shouldn't have been out. And again, it's just, whoa, I did a kissy face because I felt beautiful. I did a, a kissy face because in that moment, I just felt happy and I felt like myself again. I found that moment of escape and I was just so happy. What, who is this person to tell me I don't deserve that? And who is this person to let me feel like I didn't? Why did I let this person have so much power over me? Fuck that. I was like, don't even answer that person. Screw that person. I literally was like, I don't care. It's cool. It hurts for a second. But once you realize it really doesn't matter and that you you own your truth, again, it is what it is. I realized I spent that whole day fearing getting judged 
by people from just being out from the outfit that I wore from literally just my existence. And in all of that, I spent the whole day stressing it, ended up dealing with somebody judging me because we got that screenshot and I conquered it. I knew how to handle it. I dealt with it. And I learned and I got stronger and I was like, the next time somebody says something to me, I'm going to know how to walk myself through it. So what was I really fearing after all? I am so powerful. I literally own my life. I know how to get myself in a better headspace. I know how to just block out the noise and just be me and set myself free. And I know that you deserve to feel that too.